Yo, what is up, everyone? Bottom of the Bottle is back, and uh, we're rehashing this shit, and uh, I'm not alone, and we're going to get into the introduction and uh, get this shit rolling, but real quick, uh, this episode is brought to you by my boy Eric Jam over at Gem Labs. Uh, if you're listening to this, you might be in a band, and do you want your mixes to sound thick as fuck? Because uh, I think you do, and you know, I want my band's mixes to sound uh, beefy as fuck too, so... Go to www.gemlabsaudio.com. Sorry, that's G-E-M-L-A-B-S audio.com. Go hit up our boy Eric Gem for a quote. He's the guy that does all the Dead Crown stuff. Uh, If you've heard his band Paragon, he mixed all that. Uh, He mixes for a lot of bands, but he's uh, very trusted, and we can say that uh, money spent with him is money well spent. He has been... uh, uh, you know, tested and approved by us personally. He's also the person that provides uh, the instrumentation, the instrumental tracks that we're going to be using on this podcast. So much love to Eric. Thank you so much. Uh, the other person that uh, is bringing you this episode, no shame, is your boy, me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going there. Uh, also, if you're in a band, um, once you got those uh, sick mixes and uh, you're getting ready to release your stuff, you're going to need some artwork. And some visuals and some media to go with that. That's where I come in. If you don't know this, I'm a designer. Um, I do everything from cover art, branding, merch designs, everything in between, all the way up to, to even music videos. And uh, if you mention this podcast to me, I'll probably cut you a deal. So go to kendalljohns.com if you want to check out my work. And uh, if you want to look into how you can start getting a project book with me. So go to kendalljohns.com. That's K-E-N-D-A. L-L-J-O-H-N-S dot com and hit me up if you guys are in need of any of that stuff. But enough of that. Let's get this shit started. Roll the fucking music. We decided that it was time to bring you the hard and the heavy. Kendall Johns from Dead Crown. You know, to be honest, we're on a podcast, you know, like we're shooting real shit. Yeah, go follow that motherfucker. Go follow that motherfucker. Now you've been on my radar for a while. Yeah. There, we there you go. go. I love yeah. you. There's a, there's a quote. I don't want to talk shit, but <laughs> step it up a Yo, what is good, everyone? This is Bottom of the Bottle. I'm your host, Kendall Johns, and uh, some of you might know I used to do this podcast, but uh, some shit got in the way, but uh, I'm back, and I'm not alone. I'm here with my boy. He's going to be co-hosting. We got B-Crops. What up? It's your boy, B-Crops, here. How you doing? Hell yeah. Uh, but... Um, so the reason why I wanted Blake to like kind of do this with me is uh, I'm pretty uh, industry minded and uh, kind of I have like my own set of way of thoughts and he's he's kind of on the other side of the line he can he can bring some uh, perspective from just kind of a listener's point of view and uh, something just not so biased like uh, like my viewpoints. Yeah, I used yeah. to be in the band with you, so like I yeah. kind of know some of the stuff, but. That was a long time ago, and I'm I'm more like kind of on the outside looking in type of thing. Yeah, yeah, and that's why you know whenever there's like dead crown shit or something, I'll bring it to Blake and be like, just tell me exactly what you think, because the way you think of things is um, I'm the um, every man. Yeah, yeah, you're you're every person. You're you're yeah. a listener, and I'm I'm not a listener. I'm a a, a jaded fuck in some <laughs> sense. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. So for those of you who don't know me, some of you do. Uh, my name's Kendall Johns. I'm uh I'm in a band called Dead Crown. Recently signed to Stay Sick Recordings. Um, Congrats. And thank you. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. That's been a 
a journey. Um, but uh, yeah, I got some success with that band, and that's another reason why we're, we're I'm bringing this podcast back. Is back when I was doing it, it was like things were just getting hard, and like there was you know I just had like flaky resources and just shit wasn't painting out, and then Dead Crowns just kind of getting a little more success. So now it's like oh I just have all these friends that I can hit up and like have an entertaining show now and do all this shit the way I wanted to do it back then. So, uh, what do you mean flaky resources? What, oh dude, just what like, what's going on with it? Uh, I just think like, uh, I, I wasn't cool enough yet, you yeah. know, well, you're still not cool enough, <laughs> but yeah, like people weren't, uh, you know, they would just like bail on me and be like, yeah, we'll do this. And then just bail and be like, that was acceptable. And, and it just became so much of just like a hassle and a constant stress rather than something fun. And that was the other reason why, you know, you're on this, we're we just want this show to be fun i want to have fun blake's gonna have fun and we want you guys to have fun hell yeah so with that being said uh wherever you guys are listening uh please subscribe uh we're gonna we want you guys to have fun with us and uh hit that like button subscribe follow comment whatever it is retweet reshare we're also on uh facebook and twitter Facebook, Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, YouTube, just yeah, go follow, like, subscribe. What are the ats, bro? The ats, I think. Oh man, uh, I know Twitter is at uh, BOTB show. Okay, yeah, and then Facebook might be at BOTB podcast. Hell but, yeah! But yeah, we'll we'll get those soon. But yeah, also like if if you follow us on social media and stuff, that's where uh, we're gonna interact with you guys, and we want your feedback. And we want all that stuff. You can also get into contact with us by emailing us at bottom of the bottle, pdx at gmail.com with all that shit. But now, so Blake, you need to introduce yourself and, and tell people tell people what it do with you. Ooh, what it do with me? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm Blake. Uh, I've known Kendall for since what 2013. A hot minute now, yeah. yeah. Hot minute, and uh, what we were in that band together before for a while in Tides. We rise the tides, yeah, mm-hmm. yep, good, good times. And then uh, we've been living with each other for the last three years now. Yep, and yeah, now I'm here doing this podcast with you. Fucking a! I don't know what else you want to know about me. Well, don't you cut hail? I'm trying. I'm in school cutting hair. How's that going? It's pretty good, man. I'm almost done. Hell yeah! So. And go cut hair somewhere. Well, fuck yeah. Uh, also, shout out to Corey Lee, Northwest Barber Association. Northwest. If you guys need a good fucking haircut, go there. Uh, Corey, our dude Corey, will take care of you. Any um, of the guys there, they're all super awesome. Yeah, dude, that's a, that's a good shop. Good people there. Very good people there. Um, But yeah, that's about it for, uh, I guess, the introductions. I think it's time to uh, take some shouts. Take some shots? All right, well, for... Oh, excuse me. Oh, so, I had a question. So what? Okay, you know, you restarted this podcast, and you're doing it with me now. Like, what? Like, why did you want to restart it? Well, I mean, I I never wanted to stop. That was the thing, and I've always felt like I'm pretty decent at talking, so that's a skill I should, you know, not like go to waste. And I don't want it to go to waste. And then, uh, but yeah, at the time when I was doing it, it was just such a there was a lot of effort and just stress on my end for trying to get it done and trying to facilitate things. And it just, the payoff wasn't there. And so I feel now I'm just in a better spot where I could put effort in and the effort will be acknowledged because, you know, it's fucked up as it is. I don't care. You know, dead crown getting some clout 
and some recognition. Um, people actually, you know, like I said, I'm cool enough now. And, you know, it's like, hey, do you want to come be on the show? And it's like, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, fuck yeah. You know, so I just I have more friends in the industry and I'm right. just in a better spot to, to do all that stuff. So, so why do it with with uh, two hosts now? Why not? If you know, because I wanted it to be fun and I wanted to do something different and I, I didn't want it to just be one sided and stuff. I wanted to have, you know, someone like you on it and bring some comedic release re- relief, uh, <laughs> some, some sexual release. Oh, uh, well. But no, just uh, so that, you know, it, it's not always just uh you know, so that the listener can have fun and it's, it's not just so serious all the time, but oh, we yeah. will, you know, we'll get serious when we have to. And that's what I'm here for. You guys know me. I love talking shit. So I like one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah. I think it's time to roll into like the first segment we got. All right. All right. What we got. All right. This one's called taking shots. So Ooh, boy, like B crops, uh, we're, we're actually sipping on beer. We're not actually taking shots right now, but B crops has some, uh, some news and some stuff. I don't know any of it. And he's going to throw it at me and then we're just going to go off. So hit me, hit me with it. Yeah, man. So, all right. So basically what I went on to like metal news sites and just kind of perused through and I found three of the most interesting things that I thought would be. And, and I don't, I don't keep up with the news that much really. So no, it's a lot of like, they're all fairly different yeah. stuff, but let me look. I'm pulling up the link here now. So, the first one. Yeah. Call this number to hear new Asking Alexandria music. So, basically, they have this thing that they made where you call this number. Yeah. And then it plays, like, a clip of one of their new songs. Oh, well, let's fucking do it. All right. Okay, so what's this fucking number? All right, dude. So, 1424... Three seven three, eight five six two. I haven't called it yet, so I don't even know what it. All right, well, happens. well, we're doing it live right here. We're calling it. We're doing it live. Welcome. The time has come. They have the answers, the cure for the cancer that we've become. For more answers, please visit www.alexandria.com forward slash. The oh shit! Okay, so it's not it's not a teaser for what the song. fuck, Mister Alexandria? <laughs> I thought you're gonna give me a dope clip or something. That's what I thought. That says, well, it's the article's kind of misleading, but whatever. yeah, that's media most of the time. So basically, I was I thought this would be a cool like topic to ask you about because yeah, this is like a I haven't really seen any type of promotion like this before. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty cool. The only thing uh, I I haven't seen metal bands do this, but uh, uh, there was this little like boy band called Mindless Behavior back when I was in high school. Yeah, and uh, it was like these four like little twelve year old kids who could just like dance, like dance like no one's fucking business, <laughs> and like <laughs> they super grouped those little fuckers and like <laughs> made them do music and shit. But they had this song, and uh, it was like you know they're on the playground like texting their girl. So they had a phone number in the song, and then if you texted or called the number, it would like be like, "This is mindless behavior." Like, oh, fuck. do the yeah, yeah, like same kind of thing. So I've seen it there, but that was back when like internet wasn't like super popping. Like calling and texting was still like a thing. Yeah, um, it's interesting because I don't know. Like a lot of people I know are like, "Dude, I don't want to fucking call anyone." 
Right. So it's yeah. like, why would no we one's want... about being on their phones talking? Yeah. It's all about text. But no, that's cool. I'll give mad fucking shouts and props to them because uh, it's cool seeing bands take risks like that, and uh, it, like big bands like them have to kind of be the people to uh, kind of pioneer that shit and set the example to let younger people, you know, get inspired and, and try new shit because. Yeah, it's it's a lot of the, you know, same old cookie cutter. Maggie, what are you doing, baby? <laughs> oh, sorry, my dog. She's she's in here playing. She's, she's little, on a bone. Yeah, she's a little cutie. Oh, do you want to get on the podcast too, Maggie? Huh? Oh, you're so sweet. But uh, yeah, no, no, that's 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 cool. Like, I got nothing, no shit to talk about. I hope it does well for him. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's cool, and bands need to do more cool shit like that. So. Have, you, have you thought about like any different type of promotion things for your band for Dead Crown? Well, dude, I remember when live streaming started kind of becoming a thing, and that was kind of around like come hell when that was coming out. So what we did talking about like Instagram live streaming or what? Uh, like Facebook live streaming, like um, but we did it in the way where we would go live and do Q and As, but we would plug the record and put graphics over it. Yeah, I remember that. I yeah, yeah. So that was like our kind of thing that we were trying to do different, and we've noticed. You know, uh, some people do similar stuff like that now, but it was just like, oh, and this was before like things were throttled hella, like on the algorithms. So like we would get oh, a yeah. lot of people in on the live streams and then we would like do stuff and interact with them. But then there'd be graphics for like the new record and then we would plug it every like five minutes. And be yeah. like, Go pre-order our shit. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> Beer is good. Beer. But uh, but no, um, I don't know. For For this next release, we'll probably try some shit. Um, so are you, have you done any more of those live streams or is it kind of tapped now with the new algorithm and no no live video is still there they'll 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 push you if you're doing live stuff from what I know and understand but it changes every goddamn week so <laughs> you know who really fucking knows but uh you know yeah we'll probably still keep doing that because it's fun we just like doing that yeah like going live and just shooting shit with people it's just always a good time so yeah, that's was, something we'll always probably do i was like watching your you guys do that stuff it was fun for me to watch and i got to ask questions and shit good yeah and like not to flex but we're just fun guys we know how to talk to people we're not are you flexing on me right now uh, i'm not flexing on you are you hitting the gym no nah. are you flexing you must be hitting the gym because you're flexing right now. I am a flex. <laughs> Is that too hard of a flex to say that my guys are chill and we can hang out? Yeah. <laughs> weird flex, but okay. Weird. Yeah, that is a weird <laughs> flex, yeah. But, um, so, yeah. What's next? What's what's next on the, the old list? Alrighty. So, hold on. Let me get my let me get my article up here. Come on, man. Hey, I'm trying to drink some beer. You leave me alone, <laughs> all right? Do the best I can. I'm going to save the best one for last, so we'll move on to this one here. Yeah, hell yeah. One moment while it loads. All right. All right. So ba- Oh, wait. Hold on. Oh, shit. Hold on. I just got a text message from Asking Alexandria. No shit. Yeah. The violence is coming, dot, dot, dot. Submit your info to not miss any updates. Okay, so that's actually genius as fuck. So basically, you call the number. They send you a text to a link to basically sign up for a mailing list so they have all your data. That's smart as fuck. So, um, well, what can they do with that? Uh, they will update you whenever you get shit. And they have your phone number so they can do it. Oh, that's super fucking smart. What? Because email is like kind of a thing in the past. Like Eric, uh, he's actually... Uh, he was in the process of developing a software that's like it's like email marketing stuff, but more text based because 
uh, like the percentage of people who open emails for email marketing campaigns is, is like so shit now. Yeah, nobody opens emails yeah, anymore. Yeah, so now they're doing time. this so that they can have your phone number so they can just text you when something drops because everyone looks at their text messages. Oh, hell yeah. I actually kind of like that. That's smart as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, so get okay. A, you get a text from whoever it is that's like, hey, here's a new song. And yeah, this is Mr. and Mrs. Al- Alexandria. Yeah. Here's our dope new song. Boom. Oh, damn. But right. yeah, no, like when Eric was developing, uh, I don't I don't know what the status is, but I was like, dude, we need to use that for Dead Crown because I'm not trying to email motherfuckers. I want to text motherfuckers. Yeah. Like that's next level. And they, they're already on it. So that's smart as fuck. So props to them. But anyways. Are you, so are you going to do, are you still going to do that then? Or, or what? Uh, I don't know. It all depends on where software is at and how much that shit costs. Um, it's, oh. it's lucrative and you got to like, yeah, it all depends. You better get into it. Uh-huh. That's all Eric. He was supposed to just give us the software, but... Fuck. Fucking Eric. Eric! Fucking Eric, you're giving the company to Eric? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, right. so what's the next one? Okay, so... These... Uh, well, okay, this is a list of the top earning touring artists as of now in 2019. It's basically the first six months. And it's got uh, how much they've made and how many shows they've played. Okay. So, and this is just the metal part. This isn't like the yeah, 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 list. yeah, yeah. But, uh, so okay, number one, they just have to put this. This isn't metal, but number one spot, eighty-two point six million, was Elton John, for his final tour that he's doing. Fuck. So in six months, he's made eighty-two point six million dollars. That's a lot of goddamn money, right? Uh, let's see here. What's the next one? Oh, okay, so. When it comes to metal, number four on yeah. the list, fucking take a guess. Oh, it has to be Metallica. Yep, you fucking got it. Yeah. 69.7 million. Yeah, no shit. That's what happens when you charge fucking a million dollars for a t-shirt. But right. no, Metallica is the goat. Like, yeah, but, they got so much fucking money. It's But now stupid. guess how many shows they've played. To, probably to like probably like 60. You're pretty close, but... I know it's not a lot because I know they make a fuck ton every time they play anywhere. 44 shows. Dude, yeah. I knew it was like, it's not a lot. But yeah, dude, I remember I saw him recently with my dad. And, uh, dude, yeah, it was fucking insane. Like, when, when you're like in, in the little side of things, when you're, yeah. it's still in the underground, you look at it. And, but you're like, in, like, I have like the kind of like the industry knowledge. So I'm like, oh man, there's so much going into this. Dude, it costs so much money even to just put this show on. And it's like, yeah, that like, of course Wait. they're fucking making money. Yeah. So and how, tickets were a fuck ton too. So, right. Well, how much do you think to do, to set up a Metallica concert for them to like put one on? How much money do they have to put into it? Oh man. Versus how much do you think they'd get back? Well, they, they probably, I mean, uh, of course they oh, make yeah. money, but, um, I would say like, dude, it's, there's, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars to put on their show. Easily. Do you think, is that just like the show itself or is that everything, like all the backstage people? Oh, that's like 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 the cost bullshit. for them to play one show is probably over, it's probably in the hundreds of thousands. I'd, I'd believe that. Dude, yeah. Because they right. also do pyro and shit. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah and then you, the you full on and then the city has to get involved, I think. Or, or permitting and like fire marshals and like safety. So you're getting like more in depth there. And I don't know, dude. It's just like when you're when yeah. you're that big and putting on shows that big, it's beyond just like a little crew. Yeah. You know. Do you think uh, stadiums and shit that they play in? Do you think they take a cut of their merch? 
Oh or, yeah. Or does it? Is it like it's Metallica? We can't fucking touch that. Oh no, it's Metallica. Yeah, we're merch cutting the fuck out of them. Like that's probably. I mean, usually that's because of the high merch cut. I would think, and I think what I've heard, especially at stadium levels, like the merch cut gets bigger and bigger the bigger you are. So that's oh, why really? shirts. Yes, yeah, so that's why shirts usually get ran up so much in price. Oh, I kind of thought like after you after you got to a certain level, like you could just like, you know, swing your dick around and be like, "Fuck you, you're not taking my money." Uh, We're fucking Metallica. I don't know, but dude. I guess I guess that would make sense. Bigger stadiums, they want your money. They're and then also, I think once you get to a certain level, it's uh like the the venue and the staff working. It's like a day to day. So I don't know if they travel with merch people. They might. But I know even some, like, not as big artists, like, like I got friends that work at Hawthorne and stuff who, uh, like, the tour package hires them to basically run their merch. Oh, okay. And then uh, some, sometimes if the venue is super strict, they will give you your, their own merch people to run your merch so they oversee everything so you can't cheat them on the merch cut. Oh, really? And it's their staff that runs your merch. Oh, man. Dude, we so gotta get. Weird. We gotta see if uh, John will come on and talk to us about. Oh, this John kind of will stuff. for sure come on. I hope so. Shout out to John Fenton. Yeah, yeah. Much love to to John, Mike, Billy, Franz, the whole Stay Sick crew. Whoop whoop. It's <laughs> <laughs> for all the Juggalos and Juggalettes. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Superhuman. This is for all the Juggalos and Juggalettes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this shit. <laughs> God damn it. Superhuman's the best. All right, what's the next one? Okay, so that was number one or number four on the list, but number one in the like metal category. Yeah. I'll just go through the top three. Uh or we however my however What's mind. what's like the most relevant names on the list to to me and like this world that I'm in? I would say hit um, me with those names. Oh, okay. Well hmm. There isn't really there's like it's kind of all the same like Metallica like Kiss is number two. Kiss okay yeah 50, that makes sense fifty eight point one million. But they they probably did less shows than Metallica. I think so. Yeah. I, I don't have the the show that the amount of shows in front of me. It's not on this article, but but uh, what about like is like Avenged Sevenfold on the list or anything? No. Disturbed. Ooh, what are they pulling in? They're eleven million. They're they're <laughs> number fifty one on like the top one hundred. And this is list. just like year to date so far, right? For yeah, this just year? the last six months. Okay, just damn. The be- since the how many have they've done? Because they just put out a new record, so they've probably been on like the heavy tour cycle. Yeah, let me. Okay, I took a screenshot of it. Let me take it. Take a gander here. Fucking disturbed, dude. Um. Oh shit. Hold on here. Let me pull up this. Oh, here we go. Oh, maybe. Hold on. I wonder if Fozzie's on the list. Shit, I might not have it. All right, but at the end of the day, we can say they make a lot of fucking money and they don't play that many shows. Yeah. We're like, you know, Dead Crown, we can play 30 shows and maybe come home with like a couple G's. Well, yeah, so... Yeah. When you when you guys go out on tour or just play shows like for a band at your level, what what are you guys pulling in these days? Oh man, it varies. I did, I did the one tour with you, and I remember it turned out pretty good. Yeah, Death that was Walk yeah. Release one. Uh, oh, you mean the Come Hell release tour? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, that was also the CD release. So it was like, yeah, and like the hometown. Dude, it all depends, man. Like for us, I tell bands this all the time. They're like so eager to tour, so eager to do all this shit, and they can't even like pull 50 kids in their hometown. And it's like, yo, if you even want to tour, your hometown's your fucking moneymaker. So if you want to finance even touring, you need to get your hometown on lock, and that's where you start making the fucking money. So like that's a big thing like for us um Okay, well, so if you're if you're in a band, if you're in yeah. a local band and you're starting out playing shows in your hometown, like what should you be doing t- to get that following? Cuz just I, fucking grind. Like but, but what does that mean grind? Like I mean I could go grab a skateboard and go grind it down the street. Okay, then, okay, okay, you know, okay. You got to give us some details here, man. All right, so like So here here's an example and we got this from Avoid. We make a list. We go through all the people that we know and all the people that we know like our band locally, and we write them on a list. And then whenever we have a show come up, someone will message every motherfucker on that list and be like, hey, we have a show. Get tickets. Oh, you're sending DMs and shit? Yeah. Oh, that's smart. All right. Well, yeah, but 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 it's a lot of work, and people don't like to to work. Yeah. And bands will be like, oh, we'll try to sell 25 tickets. It's like, you get you don't got 25 friends? You got five people in your band, and you don't have five friends that'll come see your fucking band. Yeah. Or you're just that shitty where even your friends won't come see you. Then you shouldn't even be wanting to tour if you're at that point. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of... The- <laughs> God damn it. Well, a lot of... I mean, isn't it like sometimes it's just hard getting people to actually be like, yeah, I'll buy a ticket? Because uh, most people just wait until the last second, show up the day of, and get one out of the door or something, I feel like. Uh. Well, yeah, but that was back when, you know, like... A lot of shows were happening at Hawthorne. We, mm. since the music scene, particularly in Portland, isn't so strong, that's why we've been doing the smaller caps. And the smaller caps, they actually are selling out in advance now. So it's like, now, because we've done that a couple times, it's like, hey, we have had shows sell out, so you need to get your tickets. Right. So there's, like, almost a sense of urgency. But uh, but no, dude, like, I just see a lot of bands that, uh, I remember when, like, Tides was first breaking in, I remember being told by a promoter, if you don't sell all 50 of these tickets, don't expect to get booked again. Yeah, we were, I remember that. Yeah, and it was like, yeah. oh, okay, so we, we fucking did. And yeah. there was that pressure. Now there's not that pressure anymore, and there's and it's, and it's you can tell. And I just feel like um, because there's not that pressure or that, I don't know, that thing, I don't know, Just I just, I'm not seeing younger bands just, like, grind or, you know, and it's, it's hard to say what the grind is. The grind is just, like, getting people through the fucking door. And making sure, and then also making sure you put on a good show so that they come back through the door, mm. you know. But uh, yeah, because I I remember being in my old bands even before Tides, like they would t- they would tell us you need to sell Dude, all these tickets. Yep, and, or you're not gonna get booked again. Yeah, and it was yeah. there was more than a couple times where I would just have to buy the tickets myself, like pay for all of them. Dude, yeah, and then you know just thankfully I don't think <coughs> Tides ever did that or Dead Dead Crowns never done that, but. Yeah, I know bands that do that, but I mean, you want to know what? We'll table this right now. We'll just get fucking Benny on the show, and Benny will go off on this. He'll tell us what the grind is. Benny! Benny, show those little fuckers in avoid. Those kids know how to, um, those guys can pack a fucking venue in their hometown, and it's it's actually really, yeah, they can, he can go off about it, so... We'll just table this for now, and all right, fair before we keep going off, and we'll just have Benny on the show, and he can tell. I'll have a little bitch up right now. Dude, I mean, maybe. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get to it later. All right, so what's what's the what's the third one? What's the third one? All right, the third one. This is my personal favorite. I. Right. 
I think you'll get a kick out of this one too. This is this is pretty fucking great in my opinion. <laughs> so I, I nicknamed it on my notepad here. Yeah. Behemoth blowjob. Ooh. So basically, <laughs> the vocalist of the band Behemoth. I already love it. He, he, uh, he posted onto his Instagram a video of these two people at this concert like a week or so ago, maybe. It's a guy and a girl. And the girl is straight up, no shirt on, blowing this dude in the middle of the pit. Like, everybody's, like, giving them space. Like, this dude's going full pit boss, getting a blowjob, and just, like... At a behemoth show. Right, yeah, right while they're playing. Like That is power. That is the sickest <laughs> shit I've fucking ever heard. Dude, how, like, okay. Behe- First of all, behemoth's fucking dope. Right. You're like, you can't fuck with behemoth. Also... If a dead crown, if that ever happened at a dead crown show, I would be fucking, that would be like the best thing ever. Like, that's Dude. so fucking sick. Right. <laughs> like, like li- people are literally getting blown to your performance right now. Yeah. That is sick as fuck. Yeah, he posted it on his Instagram and it says, half naked lady was kneeling in front of half naked dude blowing him for a good five to ten minutes while he was raising fists and singing along to our love songs. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a whole video of it. It's like a 20 second video, but you can. Oh man! You can find it on, uh, on the dude's. Um, yeah, what's his name again? It's, it's he has it's some black metal ass name. Yeah, the Instagram name is Nurgle. Nurgle, that's his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah Nurgle yeah. sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> dude, fuck yeah! Okay, but, but yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a sick power move. Like, dude, dude, that's the definition of a pit boss right there. Dude, yeah, yeah, that too. And and I'm glad that people got out of the way and people let them fulfill that. Dude, if you watch the video, they look scared, like they don't know what to do. They're like, "Holy fuck, that dude's getting blown! I don't know if I can throw down." Dude, if I was in that pit, I would just be like, "Yeah, <laughs> like fuck yeah, get it, dude! <laughs> it's fucking behemoth, and you're getting blown in the center of the pit. Like that's that's sick. Like fuck yeah. If as a guy, like you know." Can't say this for girls, you know, but if, like, my bro was getting blown in the middle of a behemoth pit, I'd be like, dude, bro, hey, get it. That's sick. Because, dude, how many people can say that? Right. No one. And it takes a ballsy motherfucker to do that. Fuck, yeah, he he must have not given a shit and just whip out his dick. That's why I think it's like, okay, if you got the balls to, like, whip your fucking schlong out and have your girl flop her titties out and blow you in the middle of behemoth pit. Like, you you deserve that, W. Yeah. You take that one. We'll give you some space, yeah. a moment of silence for, for the soldier, <laughs> and just get that, dude. You can just take these next two songs to do what you guys dude, are doing yeah. there. Just give them some space and just, like, okay. and Yeah, but just yeah. to go into the middle of the pit and just, like, interrupt everything that, you know... That, Everybody's throwing down, but you just walk out there with your girl and just start going to town like that to the point where everybody stops and it's like, oh, fuck. That's the ultimate pit boss move. Like, come on. Yeah, no, that's that's power move as fuck. Like, on, on both their parts, that's fucking ballsy. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm about that. So, I mean, in conclusion, if anyone ever wants to get a blowjob at a Dead Crown show, <laughs> I think we're all down for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we would cheer you on. But, uh... All right, is that it for taking shots? Are all the shots taken? Is I think. Anymore? Uh, I think so. That's pretty much it. That's all I got for the couple news articles I found. So we hopped on the old uh, suck book, the Zucker fuck uh, Facebook, fuck. and uh, we got some questions. I believe you got those for me. I sure do. I got a whole list here. All right, let's do it. Alrighty. All right, first question for you, Joey Morella asks, yeah. "What are your most 
and least favorite things about being in a band? Yeah, so my favorite thing about being in a band uh, is definitely like the payoff, uh, playing shows, having that atmosphere, that energy, uh, you know, connecting with people in real life, uh, just like I think anyone in a band or a musician would say. Um, that's definitely like, you know, that's why bands do all the shit that they do for that feeling. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's like the Friday night lights. It's, 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 uh, it's the big pinnacle, like, like thing, like nothing else feels like that. Talking about being on stage or what? Oh yeah. Being on stage, like playing the show, connecting with people on like that kind of a level, you know, through, through something that, um, through, through music, you know? Yeah. That's, uh, that's definitely the favorite thing. Uh, my least favorite thing, uh, probably the, Probably the shit that no one sees. All yeah, no, it is. It's uh, uh, there's, like, I'm all for pressure and competition, but there's, like, just the standard of uh, it's not even a standard. It, it's really hard to explain. It's just like, you know, the I like because I'm in a band and stuff. I have to worry about social media. I have to worry about um, oh, how how is our Instagram performing? I have to worry about, uh, you know, like, are people engaging with these posts? Are oh, people, so not like, really. like superficial shit that, like, I normally, so you know, like, I, not, I like it, I enjoy it, but it, but it's like if when you have to do that and kind of um, put some weight on it because you do because that's that's it's the world we live in. It's how you have to do things. Yeah, it does fuck with your head a little bit when you know it's like shit starts dropping. You know, like we put out a single a while ago and then. You know, no lie, we'll we'll get real. Yeah, like like we were real hot for a couple months. You know, it was like oh, dead crown. You know, fell on top of the world. And then now, since we're finished the record, things have slowed down. Um, all that just is kind of going away. And then that kind of like online bullshit clout is it fucks with your head. It makes you feel like that's what you're worth. So when things start getting slow. It's just like constant, just days of anxiety. Like I'll get depressed um, because I'll just feel like, you know, oh, like two months ago, everyone was talking about us. Now no one is. Um, I guess I'm just not worth shit now. And I have to like go do all these things to get it back or, you know, and that's just kind of like the world we live in with it. And it's it's a fucked yeah. game. I, I don't know how to play it clean, but I know I got to play it. And that's that's my yeah. least favorite thing because it fucks with my head. It fucks with my well, head big time. It's, a, it's it's also, it's the internet. Like, it's, you know, it's basically like everybody's, it's kind of the, the flavor of the month kind of thing. Like, everybody's just seeing things and it's changing so quickly. Like, you can refresh and see something new every time. Dude, yeah. And it's, but it's like when you, when you're being talked about, you know, a lot when you are the flavor of the month and stuff and then it just starts going away it's like oh you know it uh if it fucks with your head it makes you feel less important just like you know this shit's probably designed to do but uh yeah that's my least favorite part of it because it's just i don't know dude and i'm just so it's not really so much what you're posting it's more of like the the outreach just the, the atmosphere the inter- interaction yeah just with like people on the, internet. the hype because the hype comes and goes so quick and it's like yeah. you you work so hard to get a little bit of hype and then it's like okay and then you got all these people around you telling you you're 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 fucking awesome you're sick you know you're you're on this all mental high and then two months later it's like gone and then people well, are like whoa isn't that part of the game though like, exactly you, that's you that's, out, that's why the single yeah and then you kind of go quiet dormant for a little while and oh yeah! All of a sudden, is. all of a sudden, people will be like, "Huh, I wonder what what's what's doing." Well, over yeah, here. we've we've taken a little while to like get our shit out, 
Also, by the way, people, it's it's almost done. We're getting there. It's yeah. How far along are you with this shit? Well, hold on. Let me finish this real quick. Oh, okay. All right. But uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's challenging, cause, like, dude, this whole year for us, we spent the first five months of the year, like, almost constantly on the road, and yeah. just everyone, you know, just constantly being validated by people and peers around us to just um, you know, not really hearing shit. And then, well, like, was everybody like validating you and like just up on your shit because you guys got oh, well, signed dude, or? Well, it, yeah, signed. Uh, we we played for people that, you know, like we we look up to. We you know we're having we we're on the hype train in the sense of like we we have people that we have looked up to for so long telling us that we were dope and we were sick, you know, and uh, oh these guys are looking at you guys and all this, and then now we're like in writing mode, finished record mode being told we need to hurry up and like then you just don't hear from these people and um it's just like it's it's the game i'm not i'm not i'm not sitting here bitching about it just just to emphasize with people like i'm not complaining about it it's just it's it's, part of the struggle of doing what you're doing it is it's and and it's and i think it's why like mental health in the music industry is so bad because it is such a bipolar up and down thing and as a band like it's it's hard not to base your worth off of, you know, the moments of hype and stuff because it, it that's where you feel all your worth and then it goes away so quick and then you got to work so hard to get that hype back and do all that again. But, yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've, I've been there too with, uh, you know, back in Tide and stuff mm-hmm. when we released REP. It was kind of that same thing. Like, we were hot for good, like, at least six months. Yeah. Like, we were pretty much... You know, we were playing a lot of almost every Portland show, and yeah, people seemed to be excited about us. I don't know if they were just yeah. doing that to our faces or not, but yeah, because you know how people people shit talk a lot, yeah, especially people. with music and bands and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. but that's what's 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 the next one? Let's move along. I could talk about that all day. Yeah, that was a good question. That was a good question. Thank you, Joey. Thank you, Joey. All right, our boy Mickey, Mickey McKeever. Hey, Mickey. <laughs> This is a good question to follow up this yeah. last one with. Is it better to be independent or signed to a label now that you know both ends? All right. That is a great question. And I, um, I'll i just kind of dive into like a kind of thing that falls into this that I tell every band. Um, and it's kind of like a little story of Dead Crown. So we tried to get on a label when we first started, like before Dethrone ever came out. And uh, we, we got the old industry... Uh, we like it. We want to see where it goes, which basically means um, no, we're not interested right now. But we kind of like dig the band. It's it's uh, no no promises, no hopes, no nothing like that. And so things were getting to a point, and there was like this really shot label that wanted to sign us. And I looked to Eric, who isn't really like industry savvy or anything, and I was like, dude, should we just put it out with him? And Eric, the dude that like doesn't really know this side of things, was like, fuck no. <laughs> rather do it myself so when he said that i was like yep that's how it's gonna fucking be all right we're gonna do this shit ourselves and we're gonna fucking kill it and um so we kind of switched our mindset uh dead crown and we were just like we we don't give a fuck we're gonna we're gonna be successful with or without a label and that's not the focus our we dropped the mindset of we need to get a label to be successful and we turned on the mindset of we are going to be successful based off just being successful yeah you know it's like a weird thing because a lot of bands out there their their whole mindset is like oh if we work really hard and do these things we'll get signed and it's like no you should work hard and do these things so that you can 
meet your goals. What are your goals? Oh, every musician will say, I want to make a living off music. Okay, so your band needs to, like, make money. So your goals shouldn't be, let's get on this label, because the label's just going to, like, give you artificial money that you owe mm-hmm. and start making your goals. The band needs to make money. Right. Setting your, like, having goals for real, actual success and not fake, you know, bullshit, trivial shit made up in your mind that you think's going to bring you success. But once we did that was when things changed. We put out Come Hell, did that shit ourselves. It went great a month after... That's the other thing a lot of people don't know. Uh, it was only a month after Come Hell, we got hit up by Stay Sick and said, come to lunch with us. We went and got lunch with Mike and Ooh, hold all signed that. a deal. That's a question next week. coming up, so hold all that for... Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I would say, um, dude, I, be independent as long as you can. I mean, if you're business savvy and you can do shit the right way and do shit your way, do it. Like, and, and don't be so... You got less fingers in the pot, too. Dude, yeah, and... It's it's 2019. Like everyone has the same playing field right now. You know, there's so many tools at every artist's disposal that you don't necessarily need a label for a lot of stuff. You can do shit on your own. Go out, find your own, and this will also make you appreciate when you do get signed, and it will make you smarter with your decisions you make when you're on the contract. If you are independent and you go through everything, and you see where money comes from. You see right. what gets paid for you. You see all how all this breaks down. So when you do get signing, you be like, oh, we don't want to use our budget for this or we know how this shit works. You know, like, um, dude, there's nothing wrong with being independent. Be independent for as long as you can, for as long as it makes sense. And don't get fixated on thinking that you need to be on a label to be successful. Go be successful to be fucking successful. Base your goals around being successful. And, God damn! And son not of a, bitch. A, a label doesn't mean you're successful. Fucking has Macklemore not taught anyone that? You know, like there's so many artists out there killing it, doing all this shit without a label. And it's like, yeah, you don't need that anymore. So, uh, yeah, be independent well, as long as you can. But, but there's nothing wrong with both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't feel like there are a lot of like metal bands though that are still independent that are like huge. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, because it's... Or at least relatively well-known. Yeah, because, I I mean, there are, like, pros and cons to the label thing, you know? There's, uh... You know, that's what I mean, like... It's like, like a, it's a necessary evil. Yeah, like, like it will be like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll have this platform now for on this label. But it's also, like, if you're smart and do research, and if you uh, aren't a, a broke cuck about it, <laughs> and, you know, and if you're good with money and you could save up money, you can go hire... These same people that labels are doing like using, and you can build your own platform. You know, you can do that. You have the same tools as them. That's what I'm saying. You know. Yeah. Um. So that's what I mean. Yeah. There's there's pros and cons to both so much, but uh, I'd say be independent as long as you can and as long as it makes sense. And and don't be so, uh, especially if you're a younger band, just don't be so quick to uh, say you need to be on a label or say you need to be on this. You know. Um. Be quick in towards achieving other goals that are actual real goals and not just signing a fucking piece of paper that says, you know, you're going to just owe someone money at the end of the day. Wow. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. I like that. Thanks, Mickey, for the question. Move on to the next one here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here's a good one that leads. This is a, the perfect next question. Awesome. Danny. I might butcher this last name. I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> Adolfson, Adolfson. Yeah, he asks, uh, "What steps do I need to take in order to get my band tour ready?" Tour ready. Okay. Mm. Step one: own your home market. 
So your home hometown, what? your home market. Oh. So before the touring, there's there's markets. Each city is a market. That's that's the kind of terminology. What do you mean? What does that mean? Uh, like Portland is a market. Seattle's another market. What is it? What do you mean a market? What does a market mean exactly? Uh, it's a city. It's a uh, a fan base. A a different sector of where people go to shows. Oh okay okay yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah own own your hometown first like that's that's the big thing own your hometown and because if if you I see so many local bands like skip this step and um if you want to be the local band that uh, or the band in general that just is constantly putting money into the band and not making money back or not even getting to the point where the band is functioning on its own finances then yeah go ahead skip your hometown whatever um but no that's super important like your hometown's your money maker build up your hometown make it your money maker once you are drawing fat in your hometown then yeah move on branch out but still have it there you need that it's it's so fucking important and um besides that um uh don't skimp on merch uh, so yeah, in yeah. all, and I'm not, I'm not just saying this because I'm a designer, but, uh, make sure your merch and your presentation, everything looks good. Go hire professional people. If you're still stuck in the ways of, uh, you gotta stand out. Well, yeah. And you just gotta look professional. If you're going to go out on tour, um, you don't want to look like, you know, the, the locals that are, um, supporting the show for you, you know? Um, so, and that's the other thing, you know, own your home market, but just invest overall in your product. Uh, if your guitar player's like, oh, I can do that, and he, you know, cracked Photoshop and, you know, whipped up the shittiest fucking design that you guys all think will do fine. No, it's not fine. Put your money into people that do this shit for a living. They do it for a living for a fucking reason. And um, free is never good, uh, and good is never free. So just invest... Go. Yeah, invest in invest in your band, own your hometown, and um, also just uh, have your just have your live show down, and just have work out all the kinks, and um, yeah, just just right. take your time with it and focus on those things before you before you focus on tour. Hell yeah! All right, I got a question now based yeah. off of this question. So you're talking about owning your your home market and yeah. owning your hometown. When when I f- started in my first and second band, mm-hmm. we had this. I had this thing happen where we would be hot for like about six months, and then it would just drop. And nobody really cared because we were playing shows so often. Yeah. So how, if you're trying to own your home market and you're yeah. starting out as a band, how many times should you be playing shows within, say, like a six month time span to keep people? invested and to keep them coming back and interested okay so if you've reached the point where you're like headlining like are you headlining these shows and like mm, probably not at first but say okay. you're like i don't know you're trying Dude, to get to that point obviously. i would say i mean a lot of people are generous and say once a month i would say once every two months if you're starting out well no no if you're starting out like you can get away with once a month, but once you start having like a solid like you're doing 50 tickets a show stuff like that do once every two months once you're headlining and like the doors riding off you, you know, like if, if these bands don't sell, it's on your ass. Once you're at that point, like, man, ah, man, what was the last fucking show we played? That was months ago. We dead crown. I, I think, I think in 2018, we played two shows in Portland. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. No, we keep it very exclusive. Um, because you know, cause it's, it's 
you went hot for a minute at the beginning of the year and now, yeah now yeah because like, we were touring a lot and yeah. we were coming through on the tours but uh yeah go hot for a little while and now it could but yeah no if you're if you're still supporting low. yeah like you know mm-hmm. if you're like solid support locally i would say like every two months to three months if you're headlining and like these shows are reliant on you to like fill the the asses in the in the seats you know and do all that shit yeah I would say hold that out, man, and and hold on to that, and and take control of your headlining status, and make the most out of it, and make them your shows in every aspect. So you know, and make them fun for people. Hell make yeah. you know, yeah. Everybody I can talk loves, about that all day. But everybody loves having fun, dude. Yeah. Just just a little bit of fun. Just a little bit of fun, man. All right, sick. So I'll move on to the next question now. Then. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, all right. Let's see here. Uh, Isaac Piles. I think that's. I'm probably butchering all these last names. I'm, I'm I, sorry. I do that all the time too. It's I'm all really good. sorry. But uh, let's see. The question is, if you had to do things all over again, what would you make sure to do before your band plays its first show? This is an interesting question because I was okay. there for your first show. Okay. Your well, first not Dead you, Crown show. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm like, I'm like the living answer. Because with Tides and my old bands, I learned so much. With and then with Dead Crown, I was like, okay, I I know what I need to do. I know what we need to do. Like before this first show, I know what I want to have ready. Um, and that's a really hard one because it's all based off of what you want. Um, what do you what what expectation are you holding for your band? Do you want your band to be the sickest fucking shit out there? Do you want you know like for, okay for like a little example, you know like Dead Crown. Uh, I, we had like four dudes and we were faced with this decision like, uh, oh, who do we get to like play guitar? And I was just like, yo dudes, we're smart. Technology's sick. Why fuck up a good vibe? Let's just backtrack the second guitar. Not through the house, yeah. through an actual rig. And, and we got the resources to do that. But, um, you know, like that was one thing I was just like, no, I've done the whole five piece shit before. I feel like we gel really good just with the dudes right now. And I don't know who we would get and all these other people and the names that were thrown out there. I was just like, uh, fuck that. Yeah. So, um, it's gotta be the right fit. Yeah. And so that's why we got the old MacBook and the backtrack rig. And, uh, so we got a, a MacBook that plays our second guitar, but it's fucking like, that's what I mean. We knew we wanted to do that. Or like, I knew I wanted to do that from past experiences. So it's all just like, dude, you just gotta live and learn, man. You're yeah. never gonna be ready for your first show. Okay. So, so with, with this question, then your very first show you ever played. Oh, fuck. if you had to go back to that day, we'll say like the day of. Okay, yeah, yeah. What if you could do? Five to go back. Yeah, if you to that day, the the yeah. day of the show, yep. to and redo it. Uh-huh. What would you like do differently? Not a goddamn thing, because that oh. was the most embarrassing, <laughs> harshest reality check <laughs> that I fucking needed. Everyone needs that, man. You can't, you can't, you know. I was also like 12, dude. I was 12 years old. And like, it, it was one of those things where like, I didn't feel the reality check till later. But yeah, I wouldn't change a goddamn thing because it's those experiences that put me to every situation and every position that I'm in now. And if I didn't have that and if I did those differently, I, I wouldn't have gained. And And that's the other thing, you know. That's what I mean. You're never going to be ready for your first show. So don't stress on it. That's the other thing. Yeah. Ha, that's the the next. So Dead Crown. That's the other thing. Our first show 
was a fucking lit ass house show <laughs> and we just had fun have yeah. fun man that's what it's all about like don't you know uh just yeah you your your first show or you know even shows after that they're never they're not all of them are going to be perfect not all of them are good but the one thing Dude. that you can do is just have fucking fun with it and try to get what you want out of what you're doing yeah, dude, I remember that first house show you guys played. It's fucking the fu- nuts, the dude. Fuck- yeah, it was insane. And the speaker, one of the PA speakers, literally fell on Brighton while he's drumming. And guess what? And nobody noticed. And it. guess what? <laughs> that boy didn't fall off the click. No, because we, dude, we're backtracking that second guitar. If he stops, we're fucked. Yeah, like all, like a ton of shit that we rely on goes out. And he had a whole ass speaker. Yeah, like a. a- 20, 20 pounds. 15, 15, 15 pound speaker. No, not 15, 15 inches. So it was probably oh, more than that. It was probably like 50 pounds. Yeah, probably. Just falls yeah. over on his head and he's hunched over, still playing drums <laughs> with a speaker on his fucking head. I turn around and I pick it up and he's like, I like, I give him the motion, like, you good? Like, you still on? He's like, yeah, I'm good. And I was like, oh, fuck. But no, that was like, mad. Like, snap my neck, dude. I'm yeah. still good. Finish the set. No, I gave him the maddest props for that afterwards. I was like, dude, like, any like so dedicated to dude. it he's like i'm not getting off this goddamn fuck. metronome i'm not fucking up the set and it was like fuck yeah dude yeah that was good shit hell yeah <laughs> all righty here we go uh, next question yeah robert ball asks ye what would it cost to get you to feature on something and what would someone have to do to feature on one of your band's tracks all right so to get me on a track, you would just need a small loan of $5 million. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, it, it all depends. Uh, it depends on who I have to go to track with um, and uh, what's going on. Uh, I, I mean, after our next EP, I'll probably up my rates. But most of the time, it's just uh, like you're just kicking me uh, money to like cover studio time because i got to pay the dude that's tracking me and doing all that stuff. And then um, there's, like, a little, like, dude, like, when I do guest vocals and for what I charge, I usually charge, like, 150 right now. Like, I, 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 I know, half of that, half of that goes to, like, half of that or 100 of that goes to, like, the dude that has to track me. Mm. So, that's what you're kind of, like, paying for. Um, depending on how this next release goes, I'm, I might up my rates. As far as you getting on a Dead Crown song, uh, that's, uh, that's kind of a thing where we kind of have to just pick you and, um, you know, uh. I can't really say who we're getting on the next record, but uh, we got some like dope ass fucking guest vocals, and uh, it it's all based, um, like not based on. I don't know. We 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 know like what kind of voice and who we kind of want before we hmm. we do it. So it's not a simple thing where it's just like, oh, you're a homie, get on the track. It's like a no, we want this motherfucker on the track. We usually pay them pretty well. They get on the track. All right, fair enough. Yeah. So, okay, I have a question for you now based off of this one here. Yeah. You know how people, like, used to do... I don't really see it too much now, but people mm-hmm. used to do, like, covers and shit. Like, vocal covers and, like, post that shit to YouTube. Oh, yeah, 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 Have you thought about, like, doing, like, a cover competition thing where, like... You oh, for Dead Crown? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, but I don't know who who all would do it. Well, that's why you you make a little competition out of it and fucking... Fuck, maybe for this next... Uh, yeah. For the next album, yeah, like, yeah, pick a song and uh, do like a vocal cover or some type of cover yeah. thing. And uh, yo, yo, if if any vocals or people hear this, uh, if well, also we'll extend this out. If we should do a Dead Crown cover competition yeah. overall, all around, you could be drums, guitar, bass, 
Oh, well, I mean, bass, like you're just playing zero one the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and chuckle. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if you'll win, but if you want to do a competition <laughs> like that or something, uh, hit us up uh, at Dead Crown Band. Also, uh, Twitter for the podcast at BOTB Show. BOTB. I think it's that BOTB Show. And then sure Facebook, is. BOTB Podcast. Mm. Email, bottom of the bottle PDX at gmail.com. Let us know. We want your feedback. What's the next one, my dude? All right. Let's move right along here. Tori Dexter asks, how do you keep your creativity fresh? How do you make your music videos all different? Oh, man. Um, Sounds like a two-parter. Yeah. So, yeah, I I feel like um, I'm burnt out more than I'm, like, fresh. But the thing that's 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 probably sounds really bad, uh, but no, it's I I kind of just thrive off of pressure of situations. So um, for me, it's kind of like a, a creativity thing. Like um, I got people that are paying me money. I got people that are relying on me. Uh, Who's I can't paying aff- you money, <sighs> bro? Oh, you got stacks? I got that bag. Oh sh- <laughs> I don't do bad. You know I don't do bad. I do I. Right. You do I. Right. I do I. Right. Can I get a loan? <laughs> A small about, loan. A small loan. I need about tree fitty. A tree. <laughs> right, sorry. But yeah, but yeah, but, uh, for real. No, um, yeah, I'm kind of in this point where I've just been doing it for a living for a while. So um, it's like uh, people are paying me to do my job. I just got to go do it. And that pressure, um, especially like coming up this way, like I never, I, I've, I never came up on fancy shit. I've always been the kind of guy that's like, I got cheap hood ass shit. I got to make cheap ass hood ass shit look good. So let's make it look good. And because of that, it's like, all right, I can thrive under this pressure, and I can I can do well. So um, even if the creativity's not there, I'm I'm able to uh, rely on myself that I'll perform under the pressure to 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 get it there and still perform a result. But that's also why people pay me the money that they pay me to to get it done because they know that they can count on me. Okay. Um, and then what was the second part on that one? Second part was how do you make your music videos all different? All different. Uh, well, there's some that look exactly the same. Not exactly the same, <laughs> but uh, no, like straight up. I just did a video for a band in Seattle, and like I tried some new shit with it, and I straight up told him I was like, "Yo, um, my band's gonna be doing music videos soon too, and I think I'm gonna like rip this exact like idea that I just did for you guys, because like it was all my creation." But yeah, I'll do that. Um, but no, the big thing is like location. Uh, getting a different location, and then also the things around the location to treat it differently. So uh, it all just, I always ask the, the band, it all starts with, are you going for a darker vibe or a lighter vibe? Hmm. That's where it all starts. If it's darker, okay, these are the things we can do. If it's lighter, all right, these are the things we could do. And then it all just goes off location. And um, that's how it all kind of ends up differently. And then just different, experimenting with different camera techniques, different um, shooting techniques and stuff like that to kind of bring it a different little little flow and a different little edge. But Yeah. What was your what was your uh, most favorite music video so far? Favorite that you put out for Dead Crown? For Dead Crown? Yeah. Oh, Family, easily. Yeah. That yeah, that 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 music video was my fucking brainchild. Well, all of them are, but like that one was like yeah, I was stoked on that one. Yeah. Cuz I think everyone was just <laughs> expecting us to put ass and titties out again. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that whole So um yeah. so that was like, you know, and oh, you guys just exploit women and you guys just uh do this and do that and it's like well no we we can do this and we did do shit in the past but you guys just don't remember that so 
Yeah. Because like Black Sheep was another video that I was really proud of, and that was uh, I felt like that was a heavy hitter on the uh, kind of like the like what the music video was. Right. Like I put a noose around a fucking eight year old kid's neck in that music video. Yeah, I remember. Before XXX Tentacion did that, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember you telling Which me about I, that. He's dead, so rest in peace. Oh. No disrespect, yeah, but rest in peace. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, that's what I mean. Like, uh, yeah, but family for sure. I'm proud. I'm proud as fuck for that one. Hell yeah! All right, moving on. Corey Hoshnik. Ye. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm sorry if I'm. Pr- uh, fucking up these names yeet Corey asks how do you manage your band social media tips and tricks if any what's your process on releasing music from just a single to an EP in parentheses or full album what is your process oh from like holy shit from like conception to birth (laughs) yeah this this is definitely a two part so we'll start with the first part how do you manage your band's social media and what tips and tricks do you have for people that are trying to do what you're doing? Okay. Social media. Um, so I think for this one, I'm just going to try to have my girl Kristen on this podcast. And, uh, she's the girl that, uh, we usually, we hire for like our big campaigns for video releases. Uh, we haven't done it. We didn't do it with family, but all the other ones we, we hired her. She's basically just like a social media, Facebook guru, who targets and runs our ads for us so that all of our ad spend money doesn't get spent on um, people in fucking Guatemala who only listen to Jethro Tull and Justin Bieber, you know? <laughs> um, they make sure that uh, your money and your ads are going to the right place so you're getting the, the most out of your money for your ad spend. Yeah. That makes sense? Because it's Facebook ads and Facebook and social media is such a delicate thing now. It's you can go... You can go blow a hundred dollars right now and not get shit from it. So we hire our girl Kristen to do all that stuff for us. Um, but yeah, uh, the biggest thing with social media, man, it's um, I don't know. I'll be completely honest. I don't know because it changes so much. The only thing I can say is the one thing that will beat and always win over the algorithms is being personable with your fan base, being honest, being vulnerable. And um, having a way to actually connect with people through actual human emotion. That's the way you'll win at social media. Um, not saying there's other ver- like things out there, but that's something that will always work. And if you can find that thing, then you're golden. You're set. If you can connect with people through a fucking screen um, and mass amounts of people, let alone that, and you can do that, that's uh, that's gold right there. But it's just finding that. That's what everyone. That's what every band and everyone wants. But it's finding that and finding out how to do that and finding your way of doing it because it's different for everyone. Hell so, yeah. right, and then the next part of that question. <clears throat> huh? Yeah. What's your process on releasing music from either oh, either releasing a single or releasing an EP or releasing a full album? What's your okay. process? And it's probably different now that you're on the of the label. A little sh- bit, yeah. Like, but do but you have the, more control? Or yeah, control? yeah. Because because I like work with other people's media for a living. Um, first of all, don't announce dates until you fucking have everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have so many people like, oh yeah, we need this, this, and this. And I was like, when's it? Like, well, okay, when you need it. And they're like, well, we said the song's coming out this day, so we need it like now. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, you're a fucking idiot. Like, how are you doing that? Yeah. So step one, don't announce anything until everything's all done. Step two, figure out a campaign. Um, so figure out uh, 
you know, if 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 you have like a full EP or something, and if you just like are like, oh, here's our EP, guys, boom, it's out. <laughs> it's like, and if, if it's just out on Bandcamp or some shit, it's like, oh, cool. Um, your friends are gonna listen to that, and the people, like, it's not gonna go anywhere else. You know, you got to strategize and campaign your release. So that's the other thing um, we figure out. Uh, and with that comes, like, media. So, okay, we got to do music videos. Uh, for the first music video, it'll be a standalone single. Next music video will... Um, that's the other thing. Get get the most out of your singles. So the second single, um, you know, the first single, use that to draw people in. Get hot. Get some name. Get some hype. Second single, capitalize on the hype. But boom, also announce your pre orders for your record. Say your album's coming out that day, and then you got a month or two to to pre order, and then riding off that, then boom, your shit drops. You got all that. Um, but that's what I mean. You got to build a strategy, build a campaign, build how you want to do it, and then do all, figure out all the things in between what you want to do to promote that release, and uh, you know, do all that. It's it's a very tricky, complicated. Um, thing but it all kind of depends on you and what you want out of it uh if you just want to throw your shit on band camp and you don't give a fuck go ahead go do that <laughs> uh if you want to get the most out of everything you do um you got to be really smart about it or consult people who are smart about it and have them help you hell yeah god damn god damn there, there's an answer if i ever heard one all right last question we got here yeah danny barden bardone Danny Bardon. Danny Bardon. Hell yeah. How did you guys go about getting on Stay Sick? All right. Now hear me out, dude. <laughs> so we were just chilling so hard. <laughs> <laughs> we were just that sick, bro. That's how it... No. We were just um, chilling on our phone. Yeah, so, so kind of like well, what I said earlier, um, we were just independent, and we kind of got to this point where we were just like, um, we ditched the mindset of trying to be on a label and got the mindset of like, we're just going to be successful and start working towards these long-term long term and short-term goals ourselves, but the long-term and short short term the long term and short term weren't weren't like let's get on this label you know something like that it was like let's be successful let's uh have our band generate money let's uh have our band do this we want to chart on billboard we want to do this so we fucking did it and as soon as we switched um that mindset like i said that's when everything changed a month after uh uh my my boss mike milford hit me up and he wanted to get lunch big boss big boss love you mike um, Big Mike. And uh, yeah, we went to lunch with him. Um, and that was the other cool thing. Since we were independent, um, we like, I think Mike kind of just knew that we would kind of have like our own things that we would want to ask him. We did. We had lunch. We uh, asked him everything he wanted. It all checked out. And, you know, that's why we went with Stay Sick because they give us so much freedom to kind of like still have a grip on our band. We're not being dictated or or forced to do anything it's it's great and we if we we have the freedom to try new things if we want to but yeah dude i don't know for us getting on stay sick uh we got on stay sick as soon as we stopped giving a fuck about trying to meet the industry standard and trying to get with the industry and we just got with dead crown and as soon as we started just betting on our own fucking horse we started winning the race wow goddamn i like that fuck yeah well, all right. That was the last question. So now, yeah, what questions do you have for me? You've been talking this whole time. 
You've had a lot to say. <sighs> oh, man. Do you have any questions for me? Oh, fuck. Your boy, B-Crops. If what? not, okay. we can save him for the next one. <laughs> All right. What is go-to drink at the bar? Uh, these days or like my all-time? All-time. All-time is definitely vodka soda. With lime? Lemon and lime. Ooh. If you can get both. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If okay. You can get okay. Both, yeah. All right. Um, what favorite show you've ever played? Oh, fuck. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, Gotti. Yeah. Um, favorite in what way? Like most memorable or? Yeah, just what's what? Because I know it's been a while for you. What was from what you remember? What was the first like the, the best show you ever played? Um, it had to be uh, one of the Death Walk Portland shows. I think the Death Walk release show that we did in Portland at Hawthorne. Yeah, that was pretty sick. Because uh, a lot of my family showed up to to like see me play, and I just remember that whole the Hawthorne was just fucking packed. Dude, yeah, that was and, a sick show. Yeah, and everyone was stoked. It was just a good night. Everything went smoothly. Um, so yeah, probably that one. My second favorite would definitely be the 2013 Warp Tour. Okay, fuck yeah. But, and then, what is your favorite show you've ever been to? As a fan? Probably my most favorite show that I've ever been to, just because I had such a fucking blast, but I don't really remember most of it, was uh, also at Hawthorne Theater. It was Miss May I. I remember they were headlining, but I was in the upstairs bar at the time, and I introduced, yeah. I got so drunk I introduced myself to Craig from Rise Records. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up uh, buying him a shot of uh, Jameson, I think. And yeah. we took shots together. And then he introduced me to this guy, that, this other guy that he was with that was like the VP of Rise. And like, so the three of us I were like. I think that was Sean. Yeah, that's Sean. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And so like the three of us were like palling around for like 20 minutes. And he like told me about like how he signed Miss May I and how he's like so proud of him. And was like, tell me all these crazy stories. So that oh, was God probably damn. like, yeah, that was probably like my most fun yeah. show. So speaking of that, that's a perfect segue into kind of closing down. So what's to come from bottom of the bottle? Uh, yeah, we're gonna what's start. Next? What are we doing? Next? Yeah, I think we're gonna bring you guys a lot of guests. Um, I I got a lot of friends and I know a lot of people that have beautiful stories to tell, and um, I'm not a bitch and I want to know the the dirty details and I want to bring them to the world. So, uh, yeah, expect us to have a lot of guests. Um, we're in talks with people right now. But uh, the biggest thing is just wherever you're listening to, uh, please subscribe, follow us on all the platforms. Uh, Swipe up, like, subscribe. Yeah, yeah. Retweet, favorite, Big share. one, subscribe. Yeah, Email. and if you guys want to retweet and share the podcast, that'd be awesome. Thank you guys so much. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's that's it for this week. And what we're going to leave you with is a fucking uh, track from um, recently announced. Uh, they're, they're on the same... Same label, Stay Sick Fam. They're also, this is actually a cool one because they're a band that I grew up on. um, And I'm hoping that we'll get Ian on the show. We can talk to him about this. But this is the brand new track from It Fucking Prevails. They're back again, baby. And every time they release new music, it's always fucking good. No matter what you fucking say. So we're going to play that. I don't give a fuck. We're going to hit it. Here's It Prevails with, I think that's Lair Hill. Liar, I, liar Hill, dude. Well, it's Lair Hill. 
Oh, Lair Hill. Oh, you're right. Oh, That's God. Lair Hill. I read it wrong. Fuck. Okay. But knowing them, it's probably something pronounced way fancier than that, and I'm just a dumb idiot, and I'm saying it wrong. But yeah, anyways, we'll right. see you guys next time. See I'm Kendall. Time. I'm Blake. We'll see you guys next time. This has been Bottle the Bottle. We're leaving you off with some It Fucking Prevails. Jam this shit. In